Hello everyone, and welcome to the Dulcimer Geek Tuffle Music Podcast. Table music. Oh, that's what that means. Tuffle music. <laughs> so, we're at the dining room table at Shea Landrum, and we have... Uh, everybody introduce yourselves. I'm Dan Landrum. I'm Aaron O'Rourke. I'm Steve Seifert. Butchross. <laughs> 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 Uh, Trish Wildman, Nicole O'Rourke, Angie Landrum. All right, so we're doing this because people asked us to do this. Uh, not because we are smart. <laughs> because we recognize that there's potential risk for us to have our spouses and such. I, it's such. I don't have spouses. And <laughs> we're off. <laughs> Yeah, no, we've had a couple of folks ask. Well, if, yeah, we, if I yeah. have a spouse? Yeah, lots of people have asked me. We are off, aren't we? Let's go ahead and just pull that out of you just a bit there, Chris. No, so um, I'm, I'm intrigued to know why people wanted to speak to us. Huh. What do you me want too. to know? I think it's because people. I thought our it was listeners, we're smart. No, no, I think it's because our, our, our listeners probably thought. How can you live with these guys? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of person? What kind of person? I thought they just wanted relationship advice. Oh. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Really? Well, I think that, I mean, what I, I am interested to know who, no, I am interested to know who wanted to hear from the six of us. Um, but um, I, I would think it might be interesting that we all live in close proximity to one another and that we're all sort of part of the dulcimer community. And people might think, like people always think that people who are married and musicians always sit around playing guitars and singing and having sweet love all the time, <laughs> musically. Having. Um, having. <laughs> having sweet love musically. Which is often just the not, not the case. <laughs> but they might think that, that, like us, we live in close proximity. Maybe we get together all the time. Now, you guys live practically across the street, so you do. But we don't get to see the Landrums and, and the O'Rourke's as Aaron much as I, we Aaron and to. I hang out every time we're both in Columbus, Ohio. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and I've been fortunate to get to know uh, Nicole and Aaron in kind of separate ways. Um, but they're still lately. together. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, um, yes, they are. And uh, but, do you know we are on the opposite sides of the table. Right I now. have yeah. spent right. time with you separately, so I probably shouldn't talk about it. However, um, <laughs> we talk about you separately. I have. Yeah. Nicole is a fantastic photographer, no, and no. Um, she really is. And you'll be seeing some of her work um, that she did with me and Butch soon, hopefully. And then Erin um, is uh, beginning to take a little bit of my personality voice coaching with me, <laughs> and so that's been a lot of fun. Too. Thank you. It's been yeah. a lot of fun taking vocal lessons from you, by the way. Thank you. We've only had three so far. They've been awesome. But they've been power lessons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I still need to hear him sing. So. Yes, and you will. He's just saving next, it for the right next time. lesson. Mm-hmm. 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 So, are you able to say why um, why people were interested in hearing from us? Mm-mm. I have no idea. Oh, okay. So <laughs> you really yeah. just made that up. No, 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 no. No, it has come out. Yeah. We just kind of looked at them questioningly and said, okay, we'll do that because 
We will. I think it kind of <laughs> came up as a joke one podcast that it would be really funny uh, to have our significant others. And then we got kind of scared, but then some listeners came up and they were like, so when are you going to have all your significant others on the so podcast? So this is because of you. No, I don't maybe. think I was the one that made that joke. It, it might have been, was it Aaron, maybe, Aaron May, who said it the first time? You mean Aaron? Aaron. Aaron? Because we figured this out at yeah. Black Mountain, it's Aaron and uh, Aaron. And that's how you distinguish uh, between them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just called A A Ron. Yeah. A A Ron. I love that. I love Dianetics. That's a great book. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> dulcimer, dulcimer, dulcimer. <laughs> for those who tune in for the Dulcimer <coughs> podcast. I've mentioned the word dulcimer. Yeah. You have? Did you? I already did. Great you did. Job. Good job. I would say one thing that's interesting is that we. Oh, have... that's good. One thing would be a good start. One. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we have we have a significant other who's a musician who does not play dulcimer. We have a significant other who's a musician who does play dulcimer. And you met him sort through the of. community, right. so it's okay. like. Yeah. And then we have a, a significant other who does not play dulcimer, nor considers herself a musician. And for those of you listening on the radio who couldn't follow that at all, although she's an amazing <laughs> crumhorn player, and won't admit it. Yes. <laughs> No, she's actually a good singer too. Yeah. And I so Nikki, really yeah, we kind of just wanted to talk about the relationship thing, and for people who are trying to do something like this, variations of it, uh, some of the stresses and maybe good things about being self-employed and, and an artist. Whether you're, it doesn't matter if you're a dulcimer player or a photographer or somebody who knits or, or weaves or whatever. Yeah. I think some of the same things. Might be interesting in what happens within relationships. <clears throat> For instance, your spouse probably isn't as interested <laughs> in all of the uh, the Peyton Placey kind of things, all of the behind the scenes, all of the gossipy stuff that happens within the dulcimer world. Would you agree? Or are you, Nikki? Are you, Angie? Not at all. It <laughs> <laughs> really, there's not that much, no. and it, it's not even interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been where I've been. No. <laughs> I like hearing about it. I mean, I don't know. I I met him through the Dulcimer. I met him at a festival, so I've I've been in that community, and and I I like hearing about his stories about when he goes on the road and. I find all the details interesting. Does Aaron come home and trash talk? Not really, no. <laughs> he's shaking just, his head. Like, no. He's shaking his head. No! <laughs> just when he does Dulcimer Geek no. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, that guy. Yeah. I'm trying to think of... Yeah. Not really, I mean... I know I've definitely done mm-hmm. some venting, as we're prone to doing in any, any job. job. Any job. Yeah. 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 Because there's some stuff that comes up. <laughs> but I like yeah. hearing about, you know, what did he play that evening? And, you know, why did you choose those songs? Why didn't you choose this one? I love this one. <laughs> that, that does become a factor when when your spouse is on the road with you um, and has a request in your concert set. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I haven't found out what that's like. <laughs> no, he, he's been great. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you guys been married? Almost a solid two years. Wow. Yeah. July 4th, yeah. 
You yeah. said so, that like a newlywed. That was very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested in what you played tonight. Totally Andrew, are you interested yeah. in what I played tonight? No. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that we are solidly 33 years married. <laughs> and she hasn't been interested in what you played for 32 years. <laughs> Perhaps true. <laughs> I say, did you did you do a good job? <laughs> no, I usually did tell you, you have, I did a great job. Did you You're have like, fun? Oh. Did you sell any CDs? Where's the money? Angie enjoyed the Yanni years because that music is so forgettable. Yes, pay is good. I'm sure. I'm sure it was. Yeah. That was an amazing band. That was. They just needed to get rid of one dude, and that was a fantastic band. <laughs> I have no idea who he's talking about. The Yanni band. Oh, yeah, everybody. I know, I know, yes, I know what you're talking about. What, I'm going to get in trouble for harshing on Yanni? I'm not alone in this. He's a listener. We will not Zamfir bash in this podcast. Yanni is a regular listener to this podcast. <laughs> and he threw his hair back violently when so you I'm said not, that. I'm out of the band. He probably hurt his neck because of you. <laughs> It was a great band, though. It was really a great band. It and, was. Um, it and was. That, you know, and I'll tell you something else. When we went and saw them in Chicago, yeah, right, and we were talking to you, and the woman came up to us, and she said, uh, she was clearly like her job was like she was an accountant or an administrative assistant, and just like art wasn't a part of her life, and she said. You know, I've never seen anything like that. Um, she's I'm 33 years old, and I've never heard music like that, right? And and then she walked away, and I thought of, I thought about that later, and thought she heard didgeridoo, she yeah. heard bluegrass fiddle, she heard that dude that could do the Romanian, the gypsy jazz, and right. then the Romanian stuff, and then the cello guy who did the kind of Israeli, like, and then you know, and then just. And I'm I'm skimming. That's that's the four I can remember. There were another what yeah. half a dozen. Well, I think that particular tour that one was called Ethnicity. Yeah, the that's, Ethnicity tour. That's why I got the gig because yeah. it was ethnic music. And I think the funny thing about that is they, I think he thought he was. They called me the Mountain Man when I first came. <laughs> they thought they were getting this hillbilly. Yeah, he plays a doll. That's you know, yeah. then why they put you in that shirt because you just you look like an extra from Buck Rogers. Like that seventies era <laughs> because it looked very nice. Oh, thank you. Because and Linda Evans picked it out. Oh, well, <laughs> I was. They had me dressed while, well, and we'll finish this. They had me dressed in something that looked like it had corn stuck in it and was not, and was brown. Corn. Oh, oh. Well, I think my on my initial shirt was, was bad. Blue. Hmm. Anyway. No, no, the, no. Well, I told him before he left, or maybe he called me while he was over there rehearsing. And about he said, colors, about yeah. costume, and I said, well, just make sure they don't put you in brown, because that makes you look sick. Yeah. yeah. And so they gave me this <laughs> And sure really... enough, he calls me the next day. They look really, <laughs> really bad. Oh, so, so seriously, okay. we were in the rehearsal the next day. Linda mm-hmm. Evans was there. And she came up and she said, this isn't your color. Mm-hmm. She said, you need, to be in, you need to be in blue or silver or something. And she went and told them, and they got me a new costume. Yeah. <laughs> so, new speaking costume. of relationships and, yeah. and Yanni tour, was that the was that the longest that you two, Angie and Dan, had been apart at that point? Yes. And how was that for you? I mean, did that feel scary, or how was that for you? Not scary, but it was hard. Yeah. The longest time we were apart was five weeks, mm-hmm. and I think because that was the last session, the last. What did you call it? The last tour leg, probably. The last tour leg. 
So yeah, we did five It wasn't tours. a good city for me to go visit. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a good off time. Mm-hmm. So. How long were you married for when he went on tour? Twenty some years. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy was in college, so really the timing was great because that paid for college. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. But but you got to visit several times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately, you always doesn't travel well. I don't travel well. (laughs) I always get sick. And the the times they would have off were in just just the middle of nowhere. Usually, Mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't the big fun cities where you'd Mm -hmm. want to go and hang out and do fun stuff. It was. Mm It was the little towns that were in between the big stops. We got to have our 20th anniversary. Mm -hmm. Is that right? In Canada. In Canada, up at uh, Banff. Yeah. Oh, nice. Which was cool. And that was, uh, I just want to tell a story just because it was an interesting night and one of the the perks of this thing. The people traveling on the bus, which was everybody normally, it was going to take them about a day and a half to get from where we were in the United States to Banff. And but because it was my anniversary, I got to fly on the private jet with Yanni, which was kind of cool. And so we flew across the Canadian Rockies in the like at midnight. Then <clears throat> it was a full moon night. And that oh, was yeah, yeah. just amazing. Yeah. It's one of those things that I can cool. still burned into my memory oh, that I'll never forget. Oh, yeah. Nice. So that was cool. So there's there's well there. Good on you, Yanni. Yeah. 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 So can I ask one more question? This is a relationship question. So, I mean, because we. I think we all experience, you know, for the sake of music, each other being out of town, whatever. What was, what was the, um, what would you think, what do you think was the hardest thing and what was the best thing or the thing you learned most by being away, especially that long? Hmm. Well, I think the thing I would say, I mean, it was, it was hard to be apart, but we talked every day mm-hmm. and most of the time, except for that one five week thing. She would fly somewhere about every couple of every weeks. Every two weeks or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we got to do some fun stuff. And we got to fly Missy out too, and she got yeah, to ride on the bus. Missy, and and we did some LA. cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. made it as family as, as we possibly could. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I do have a scotch in my hand right now. <laughs> Yeah, Dr. Phil couldn't make it, so instead we've poured alcohol. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not what anybody would consider to be a drinker of any kind. And I don't do drugs, and I don't cheat on my wife, and I don't go out and party. I, there's no reason to not be home. <laughs> I, like, I just like being home. Mm-hmm. And, and doing a gig like that, it's really cool to have done it. Mm-hmm. It's a lot cooler to have done it than when you're actually doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's exhausting. I got, exactly. I got a friend who's a writer, and he says, I like having written. Yes. yes. I don't like yeah. writing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. So, yeah. 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 So. Well, he came home to probably every room in the house was a different color. Yeah. She got <laughs> a lot of stuff done. I got a lot of painting done. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she probably found... Angie, you probably found moments of bliss just getting to create. I always love the first three days. Uh are just wonderful. (laughs) I don't have to help build a bridge to Japan. This is awesome. (laughs) No, when Dan leaves, the first day is always perfectly quiet. I don't turn on a TV or radio or nothing. There is absolutely no noise in the house for a whole day. (laughs) And it's just wonderful. And then the next day, I usually think, oh, I could be listening to something that I like. So I turn on something. <laughs> and I listen to my music, which is classic rock or something like that. Oh, and yes. so I listen to that really loud. 
And then by the third day, I'm starting to get a little lonely, so I finally start calling friends. You, you start to tap the spare hammer dulcimer a little bit. I never touch no. the dulcimer. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't even dust the dulcimer. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that uh, Angie has been really tolerant of as much all the practicing that has to go on mm-hmm. and the trying different sounds and just I've gotten really good at tuning out well but I've also learned to be not as noisy yeah I mean I wear headphones most of the time now that's true then you just sing off key I was gonna say any any time any time you live with a musician and Lord knows I believe lots of them. Um, <laughs> and she's not I, a musician. She thinks that. off key is a compliment. I, no, no. But, <laughs> but you get, you get, I mean, you get, just like you get tired of hearing the little funny ways your partner chews or something, you get tired perhaps of those sounds too. I, you know, I've, I've certainly oh, am. definitely knew we because I, I don't get tired of it yet. Is it, yeah. is it coming? I, I, it, it, it felt a little <laughs> ominous the way you said that, but, but, but positive <laughs> as a statement. Um, but no, actually, there was, uh, um, I think, of, of two, two things. Um, the one time we were, because we don't have a TV in the house, we just watch stuff on our laptop computer. So we're huddled around the dinner table, and I think I was working on Patreon or something like that. And I was like, hey, is it cool if I practice while we watch this and you're like we can try it but it worked you said it worked pretty well and that's how i'm used to watching anything is Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. practicing and that's probably why i play so softly (laughs) well yeah that's true yeah you do play a mountain dulcimer so it is different from a hammer dulcimer right because it is quieter and he's probably the quietest player of the quietest instrument so you never really seem to perk up when i get a mountain dulcimer out though (laughs) 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 another thing that happened i can't remember what it was but i was going through uh i was trying to i was going through videos trying to figure out the next thing I was going to work up on Mountain Dulcimer, I needed mm-hmm. in, inspiration. And I, I was listening to a bunch of random stuff. Uh, and you came in and you were like, I didn't know you were really into that music. Huh? Do you mind if I close the door for a little while? <laughs> and and I, I knew so that was happened. like, that was an yeah. important moment in, in, in our relationship. I was like, okay. I That's actually it. do remember that. Yeah, yeah, I vaguely remember that. Oh, yeah. I think about that every time I practice. <laughs> well, and it's with, with, with me and Butch, since we don't live together, you know, that, that probably hasn't quite been a, been a thing yet. Um, probably won't be because I don't like to practice if I think someone else can hear me ever. So one of the reasons that I practice early in the morning mm-hmm. and use really soft hammers is because... Yeah, I'm embarrassed when I can't do something and I know that Angie can hear it and we've been doing this for 33 years. Well, and that see, hasn't changed. See, I, I play Mountain Dulcimer and it's really hard living with a Dulcimer champion in the house. And <laughs> so when he's out talking about what we do when yeah. they're out of town, is that's when I practice Mountain Dulcimer. Like, yeah. And nothing you know, gets him. He's, he's really non-judgmental and he's... Uh, he's very really, Yeah. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. When, it, when it comes to playing... Oh, no, Aaron May? 
No, and, and he's very helpful. It's it's yeah. me though. Like I don't Aaron? like to practice when everyone is, mm. is listening. But, yeah, I'm kind of yeah. like that too. But but actually, Butch makes me feel so comfortable about things like that. I I mean, and I have you know I was married to other musicians and um, did not feel comfortable. So I mean, it is really nice that Butch. Uh, I, I feel comfortable, maybe because I was his voice teacher. <laughs> I don't know if that's why. I so have that confidence. But, um, yeah, we mm-hmm. do. I mean, we do have an interesting mutual respect in that way. I think because of that, um, starting out is part of it is that the, what part of it is there's not a whole lot of crossover in what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just that uh, that you're a singer and a flautist and. And I'm primarily a dulcimer player, but it's also just like we don't cross paths on genres very much. We don't really mm-hmm. work in the same musical communities. That's true. So we have so a little more lately, but but even then, you know, I think if if it's funny because we we're just doing this. We did his parents' anniversary. We did a program that his mom selected this the tunes for, and one of them was very you know class classical Bernstein. And then a lot of them are 50 stuff. So we're trying to record it right now because we forgot to do that at the actual program. But I you know I respect what he he says to me from a recording standpoint, you know, and I just kind of try to get out of the way there. And he respects what I have to say about, you know, him opening his vowel to make it, a you know, a better sound. And so, it you know, it seems to was working work on, that way. I was working on Pretty Woman this afternoon and it was all, all I could hear was you. I'd, I'd sing a line and I'd play it back and go, well, she would say this. <laughs> <laughs> a little while ago, you said all you could think about was her, too. I remember that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. But, see, can, but see, you can call me. You can always call me and be like, I'm working on a high mom in major 27. I'm like, I know, I hate major 27. <laughs> yeah, because I, I think Actually, that's that the... Yeah. <laughs> that could be the reason why I feel uncomfortable playing in front of Aaron, even though he's super sweet and supportive, but I'm trying to sound like him, you know? Mm-hmm. He's amazing, and I, I love the way he plays, and um, so yeah, I think that's, yeah, don't that's do probably that. why. That I would be my, my advice, my advice, don't do that part of it. There's, <laughs> with anybody, once in a great while, once in a great, because like, I've learned, like, I like, like, I think I, I think, I think initially I made Aaron really uncomfortable because I was constantly would pepper him with questions about this piece or that piece or his technique or that technique. And it's just because Aaron, unlike a lot of dulcimer players, does things I don't, mm-hmm. I don't understand because I don't think that way. You know what I mean? It's not that he, it's not that I can't do it or whatever. I don't, I don't think to make those decisions. So I'm always interested in that. You know, you know this, Dan. You know this. That you hear someone play. You hear Stephen Humphreys play, and you think that guy's incredible. But it's very rare that you hear someone play and you go, "I wouldn't have thought of that. That's a new idea." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's, it's wonderful just, when it happens. Yeah, it, yeah. So, so, but so one of the things I actually learned, like actually trying to learn one or two of Aaron's pieces, is there's just part where it's just like, I don't think that way. I'm going to do it like this. <laughs> it's Aaron esque. Well. <laughs> well, it, uh, I mean, like I've said on the podcast, uh, 
I actually don't think that way either. <laughs> um, as odd as that sounds, because the what started a lot of these pieces was thinking, what do my hands not want to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but in terms of of playing and practicing, uh, it, when someone else can hear you, I know we've we've talked about this before, and actually there's. Um, and working on some bigger arrangements that I know are going to be multi-part, when you hear just one part, uh, I know sometimes you've been like, really? <laughs> that's what you're going to do? <laughs> and then when you put it all together, I'm like, oh, okay, that's awesome. And, yeah, but, but there's always like this this little voice that's like, oh, should I, should I tweak this? And it, it does take a bit more of an effort after you hear a skeptical voice to go, no, I'm going to try and plow through. I can always rework this. I can come back to it. But from where, from where I'm, I was coming from musically, um, I'm, I'm probably not very, I might not be a very good person to be around uh, when it comes to this conversation because um, I was, when I first picked up the dulcimer, I was struggling to find time to play. And so in high school, that's all I did. In between classes, I would sit on the sidewalk and just practice, and I was playing a lot of stuff that I couldn't play. Everyone could hear me. I was not one of the popular kids, probably as a result. But uh, <laughs> um, at work, working the office job, it probably annoyed all my, uh, all my coworkers just closing the door and just practicing. But uh, um, I, I think... So you didn't worry about people listening? You didn't worry about... Uh, it's, it's only in hearing other people talking about it that I think maybe I should have been more insecure. <laughs> okay. Maybe I should have actually... <laughs> well, Does that make sense? There have been times where you've asked me, like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm playing this measure over and over again, and yeah. is this annoying you? And, and I... Maybe it's because we're newlyweds, and I always say, no, it, it's fine. Give it time, honey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someday. Then that's called looping. I mean, I think... <laughs> well, it's interesting, because he, um, he... The light's on there, tough guy. <laughs> when Aaron was visiting me in, in Portland, I would... You know, I, I was working uh, an office job, and I would come home you know, eight hours later, and I'm like... Hey Aaron, you know, how was your day? What did you do? And he's like, I did this measure right here, <laughs> eight hours. That's, that's, that's you know, that's great. there's a, there's a great. I read, a, I remember reading a great interview with um, Eric Johnson, who's an amazing guitar player, and it was him and his producer in the interview. And Eric Johnson was working on a guitar lick. And the producer had to leave because he had to go produce a Stevie Ray Vaughan album. So he went and he produced an entire Stevie Ray Vaughan album. Came back to the studio, still working on the same lick. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I was thinking about us talking about relationships and and musicians and things. One of the neatest things about getting to know people in the Dulcimer community is getting to, at least for us, to know couples in the Dulcimer community and and be around them, stay with them, and and see their relationships. I mean, we could name several of them. and I know you guys know them too. So I think it's neat that um, a lot of times in retirement or or whatever, but these these couples that we know have kind of become, in some ways, relationship mentors to us. Sure. You know, um, and uh, you know, I mean, Kirk and Judy House. I just have to shout out because um, you know we've seen them a lot lately, and um, 
And they're just an example of, of people who have enjoyed each other and enjoyed their music together, and it just seems to really work. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I think the dulcimer community is no different than the rest of the general population, mm -hmm. in that as you, as you meet people at festivals, you find that there are folks who do this because they're doing it in retirement and they come as a couple. There are mm -hmm. people who go and do it because it gets them away from their spouse and they need that to have a healthy right. relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, and there are people who have lost their spouse for yeah. whatever reason. Oh, so I know people, I know people too, I think that yeah. I think that strike actually strike the balance with that. Like, they both play, but they're not at the same level, so they get both, they, they can't take classes together, mm -hmm. but they can come together later yeah. and jam or whatever, sure. so they get yeah. the being together, but they also get the time away from each other all in one fell swoop. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah. It even changes with the different festivals that you go to, because some festivals are more watch shows oriented, mm -hmm. and some, some festivals have hardly any shows, mm -hmm. and people skip the shows because they want to get together and play. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just think it's, it's as diverse as people are. Mm -hmm. you know, the first week long camp I ever taught at, um, I had a couple in there who I, I'm, I'm pretty sure must be divorced by this point, um, <laughs> because they 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 got into the biggest fights and, and it kind of terrified me of ever teaching at a week long camp again. <laughs> um, well, they were going through a divorce. What? They were going through a divorce. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. I actually, yeah, I found out yeah. from another teacher who taught that same class the following year. That they were taking that class together and getting a divorce, going through a divorce. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I was really, really pleasantly surprised after my 19-year-old self was just terrified uh, <laughs> to find out that that's not the norm <laughs> at workshops. And uh, well, that's uh, <clears throat> as always. The three of us here who do this for a living have managed to talk about ourselves mostly. The way we look at things. That's why we can do this for a living. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> but I think it's probably fair that we, we open this up a little bit to say, you guys see us. And I'm sure you're frightened from time to time because we maybe haven't made the best career choices. <laughs> and, we're, and we're aging. <laughs> when, Dan's, when Dan's leading up to this, he's saying, we've talked about ourselves a lot. We'd like you three to talk about ourselves. No, no I was really going to take that a different direction. Do, for instance, Angie, do you see any areas, for instance, in my life, that you think I could do better, but you'd like to give Butch that advice? <laughs> Wait, is the caller there? <laughs> you said these usually don't go more than an hour and a half. <laughs> oh my god. So, this is part one. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think I would do that. <laughs> In front of Same. people. Well, and Angie, I, I, I'm sorry if I can butt in and just say that Angie is such, I mean, she is really the um, kind of the stability of all of this in so many ways her her head for just business and organization really kind of helps keep a lot of us afloat and certainly me and um and that's just a total blessing so i appreciate you <laughs> thanks yeah i've always I've honestly always seen it that way too to me it's always been like if Dan decides he wants to build a bridge to Japan, you're on the Lowe's website going, well, we're going to need this many two-by-fours. <laughs> that's a lot, yeah. So. <laughs> that's a neat aspect of your profession. <clears throat> See, I, I always saw it a little different. Um, mm -hmm. I always saw if Dan decides he wants to build a bridge to Japan, um, 
He's going to go through a few contractors first. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have this experience. <laughs> Usually <Yeah>. just one. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> and then we'll just do it ourselves. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was risky, I think. It was about 11 years ago. Close to 11 years ago. and uh, I was had talked to Maddie McNeil a couple of times and thought, you know, she wants to sell Dulcimer Players News Magazine. That was a hard sell mm-hmm. with, to Angie. <laughs> <laughs> that was a hard sell, but it's been good. Yeah. Well, we were starting from scratch. We knew nothing about publishing a magazine or laying out a magazine. Yeah, that really stopped us, though. And the first couple months of ownership of the magazine were the most stressful of our entire 33 years. (laughs) (laughs) Because the learning curve was so huge. Yeah, so we kind of took, there were probably at least seven people involved with the publication uh, Mm -hmm. prior to when we purchased it. And that's one of the reasons that it went from being a staff, yeah, several to to being a two person job. Yeah. So that was very stressful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was our. And we're thankful we do have <laughs> we do have uh, writers and contributors, so that's oh, yeah. wonderful, and that's just gotten better and better over the years. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so that's it's cool. great. And so, yeah. Okay. No, but what was the saying? Fishing for compliments, but thank you. But I was saying that mm-hmm. I know that that was hard. Yeah. <laughs> that was a hard times. Like, yeah, we can do this, but we've it's kind of the story of our marriage a little bit, and then we've built how many houses have we mm-hmm. built? Six. We've built six, six houses, mm-hmm. you know, and done just about Don't every part of it. Mm-hmm. And had contractors sometimes and fired contractors many times just like we're just mm-hmm. doing ourselves. And mm-hmm. that's why we're sitting in a room that not all the trim is off. <laughs> 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 but we'll get it. But what yeah. would you tell Aaron and Nicole and us even? Um, what would what would you say from a place of really what I feel like is stability and success? I mean you have you've done well and you are doing well so what would you tell us as people who do the same thing i have never doubted that dan could make a living doing whatever he chose to do because he's a hard worker Mm -hmm. and that's something i have always admired and i admire in anybody Mm -hmm. who's just a hard worker and is dedicated and is willing when you're an entrepreneur you have to work all the time Mm -hmm. (laughs) you don't you know, you, you get to be flexible, which is great. You know, you get to take vacations on the off times and all that. And, Would you, you recommend but, they run for city council? <laughs> <laughs> Don't let anyone ever tell you that city council only meets once a month. <laughs> because that is another job in of itself. So, it's kind of but a, it's a worthwhile job because you do have a chance to make a difference in your community. And so. she's getting involved in that now too. Though, and so. I'm involved in it too because yeah. we yeah. just can't seem to do anything without the other. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's really great. Yeah. Well, I think that so is here cool. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. we've. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's really good. I think it, I have seen it in other in other couples where it seems to work well when you have your musician and then you have. And sometimes Dan is so well-rounded, I feel, that he could succeed without me. But I think it's really helpful when you have when your partner is more business-minded if you or somebody. It doesn't even have to be your partner. But if you have someone in your family or a close friend who is there to help support you 
and guide you in taking care of the business side. Because if you're just into the music, then you're just into the music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Musicians, if you want to yeah. eat, somebody's yeah. got to be watching out for you. You know, so well, somebody's got to pay the bills on time. I think it's freeing for the musician yeah. to have some. It is. Handle. I think yeah. it is. Yeah. Dan yeah. Dan doesn't worry about any of the financial stuff, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is great mm-hmm. because you know I took it over a long time ago, and it made me feel better. Because everything was paid on time, right? <laughs> and it made him feel better because he quit so worrying about it. Right? So. When she says that, it's extreme. Understand? Because yeah. I don't know how much money we make ever. It, it doesn't matter to me mm-hmm. if she tells me we're in trouble. I'm like, oh, I gotta do. We have to do something else. Mm-hmm. But if I get paid, I bring whatever it is and I give it to Angie. And then if I want to buy something. That, I say, can I afford to buy this? And mm-hmm. she'll say, no. <laughs> or, yeah, you got money in your account. Right. Okay. And I don't have a problem with him spending money on mm-hmm. music stuff because that's what he does. So right. I think, okay, if you need it, I want you to think through it. You know, have you right. thought through it? Are there any mm-hmm. options? Is there something else you already have that might work? <laughs> you know, and that took a so while, by the way. talk through all that. Mm-hmm. And then, no guy wants yeah. that. <laughs> no man, that, really, no seriously. That's you, just too bad, isn't it? That is, but that's the thing. It is just too bad. That's all a part about you know, kind of working as a team. No, you don't really want someone potentially restricting you, but you need it. No, I get that. But Why do we do that for each other a lot of the time? Yeah, it's it's yeah. how much are you willing to give up mm-hmm. to truly be happy? Yeah. How what restrictions are you willing to have placed on your life? to truly be able to reach some degree of happiness. Yeah. And I think people who want no restrictions never get happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that's a mistake. Uh, I mean, many people tend to operate uh, with the understanding that they're happier, they're happiest with the most number of options, right. which is not true. It's not true yeah. at all. That's been proven <laughs> many times. You see it from a creative side of things. I mean, you know, it, I'm sure you guys do the same thing. For me, half of the fun of playing the dulcimer is going, what should I not be able to do on this instrument? Like, you know what I mean? What is this in, in what is too lim- this instrument too limited to do? Hmm. And then going and figuring out how to do that. The worst thing you can the worst thing you can say to an artist is Yeah, take all the time you need, whatever you want to do is fine. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's you know, Angie will tell mm-hmm. you she wants to, you want articles in the magazine by deadline. That's why everything shows up on deadline day. Exactly. <laughs> of course it does. Of course it does. Yes. And because yeah, and because because for writers that's a form of the restrictions. Mm-hmm. If you tell an artist, uh, who's your buddy? Did, did the drawing? He had the book. Malcolm Graham. Malcolm, Malcolm, yeah. Childers. Malcolm Childers. Malcolm Childers. Malcolm. If you told Malcolm Childers, I want you, you know, I want you to paint me six watercolors, and they can only be blue, mm-hmm. right? And I need them in a month. They're going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Three weeks from now, he won't have them. Yeah. But, but they'll be amazing but they'll be amazing because he was restricted by yeah but there also is this I feel like, I feel like whenever whenever Nikki's coming home from work and I'm like hey what do you want for dinner and you're like oh just anything I can't cook anything is the call yeah I, I need some guidance yeah uh, but, you know, recently yeah. we had a good partnership moment. I think when I'm a producer, so I am a big checklist person. And he had a concert, and I, it was—I think it was—we had an example of us really, truly working together, where he was able to give over 
um, a lot of, you know, things he might normally wanted to do, but I really wanted to free him up to do, do what he was doing artistically, mm -hmm. and me handle things I knew how to handle, and it really worked really well, what you can say. Um, well, it meant that I had to practice. <laughs> I usually but, procrastinate practicing by doing all those other all things you got to get done. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think yeah, you need to well. do that more often. That's my advice to you. You say I don't practice yeah. enough. Oh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> but anyway, I think let go, but well. just let go. But, <laughs> so I want to toss something else back in yeah. on the uh -huh. on the being a creative and being self-employed. Yeah, I've seen this so many times, and dear listener, you are <laughs> if you're just starting out. <clears throat> you're thinking you can do everything yourself and you can't there's there's something you're not good at oh. and you need to determine what that is so and be really willing to give up on that mm -hmm. now there's probably several things you are good at mm -hmm. but you might not be good at them simultaneously mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's so like this whole thing all of us are into self production somewhat now mm -hmm. because we almost have to be you have yeah. to be not almost yeah. But I'm, no one is really good at it <laughs> because it's hard to be the technician and be the musician at the same time. Mm -hmm. To me, yeah. they feel like completely different brain states. <clears throat> so Yeah, and while, while Nikki's been really kind and not uh, um, saying she's tired of hearing me practice, would you say you probably are tired of hearing me complain about that exactly <laughs> every time I record <laughs> some of the funniest yeah. stuff from you is your outtakes <laughs> oh yeah that's my favorite video oh, yeah. 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 But, yeah but for me and maybe this is different for everyone else that I have to be highly highly organized in order to, in order to be a good engineer for myself I mean, the room has to be cleaned. I have to know where everything is and have to have done it 50 times. Mm. <clears throat> because if not, I'm not a good performer. And when it comes to trying to... Comes you to spend all that time thinking about that other stuff, mm -hmm. you know? That's how I am too. I remember reading a book, Sheila Davis, I think her name was, and it was on lyric writing. It was a book about lyric writing. And she said, you know, I have to, before I can work on lyrics, I have to make sure that the dishes are done and the bed is clean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I used to get mad at myself, she said, for not doing that and not just concentrating, but it's the mind like water thing, right? It's, yeah. it's you got to not be worrying about the yeah. those things so that you can concentrate on the thing. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the biggest hurdles we have today is we have to wear so many hats. If you're going to do... Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'll be starting a Patreon thing soon. I was like, I'm never going to do that. But i got to do it. I mean, I'm going to mm -hmm. have to do it. Mm -hmm. You can't go out... You know, back in the day, when I first started doing this, I could go out and make... It wasn't weird to make a couple thousand dollars on a weekend street performing. Mm -hmm. Nobody does that anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm a better musician than I was then. It's not my chops. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so people don't have cash in their pockets. Yeah. And they're used to buying music That's a different way. Yeah. Right. And yeah, yeah right. just things have changed. And so mm -hmm. you got to change the way you do it. Mm -hmm. But you have to be good at so many different things. You've mm -hmm. got to be up on your social marketing stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's tough. Mm -hmm. You yeah. It's but, tough because we're not 24. Mm -hmm. It's a piece of cake for somebody who's grew up this way. 
for us. Do you really think that's true? Yeah, I do. Well, wait, Nikki, so you're like at least, like, are, how old are you? Are you even 24? How old are you? <laughs> I'm 30. Oh, okay. I, I'm bad at that. Um, okay. no, I but, carded her before we Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, do you, I mean, coming from that, I mean, a younger perspective, I mean, we, we did talk about this a little bit actually earlier. I don't, I don't really know. Um, actually, I'm just nodding my head along. I, I don't do what you guys, no, no. What I mean is, um, I can relate to you guys, even though I'm not a professional dulcimer player, but with photography, it's so easily relatable because mm -hmm. you have to have a creative component. That's what photography is. You're creating something and you have to have that vision, but you also have to execute it. So you have to learn your technology with the camera and how to, you, you have to know everything about light and how to operate your camera. And then you have to um, you know, be a people person because you're talking to your clients and you have to get them to relax in front of the camera and smile or, or whatever you want. And uh, and then you go home and then you have to learn the Photoshop and the, the Lightroom and editing and all that. And then you have to sell it and you have to market. <laughs> And you're wearing all of these different hats, so I can definitely relate to what you guys are saying, but for a different business, though. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it's the same. And we were talking earlier that it really is all the same. I mean, mm -hmm. just trying to blanket market things are not working right now. You have to you know, be very individual and very, very targeted. Anyway, so it's, it is. I mean, I think we do all understand you know, what it, well, just the amount of work it takes. For to eat, both help each other in this and sure. ourselves. I think one of the things that's difficult as you as you. I've been doing this long enough. I ought to be pretty good at what I do, and I. <laughs> I think it's like studying critical thinking is, the way that you know that you're someone. I'll, I was thinking about this today. The way that you know if you're somebody who's being fooled by fake news stories and fake websites is because you think you're not somebody who's being fooled by those. And <clears throat> I think that happens with music, is the, the more you work at something specifically, the farther away the, uh, the ultimate end seems. You know, you, you, some things get easier. Maybe you mm -hmm. can learn things more easily, but your, the goalposts continually move. Right. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. And... You know, I think we want to continue to, to strive that way. If you don't, you'll probably stop getting better. Yeah. <laughs> it's a challenge, and it's going to continue to change and right. evolve over time. I mean, we've seen it change a lot, and it's going to continue. And that's yeah. that can be discouraging, especially for someone who doesn't like to sit in front of a computer. And everything requires sitting in front of a computer. And, well, and, the, and the pace of everything. You know, it, just last week I got my MySpace page just the way I oh, like it. Oh, that's excellent. <laughs> yes. yeah. Yeah. I'll check it out on my compact. Finally, <laughs> finally got it the way I want it. I mean, it's, per, it's, I, it's yeah. optimized for 800 by 600. It's I mean, it's back. amazing. Can I hear that on my Walkman? Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have a Twitter account? Is that going away? What's happening with Twitter? I have one, but I, I barely use I'm using a little more now than I ever have to... Put to push uh, to promote Butch's concert yeah. and to you know things that I'm doing musically, but but I don't use it much. But I have mine connected to my Facebook, so <laughs> if it gets on Twitter, it gets on Facebook, and that seems to be. You the see, most thing for I me. work I work at a school, so mm -hmm. I can give you guys. Well, you have Ella, so she can you know tell you what the new trend is. You can be ahead <laughs> of the game <laughs> all the time, like, but, but it's not Twitter anymore. Snapchat. 
Snapchat, Snapchat well, Instagram. Instagram mm-hmm. is the big one. Yeah. Actually, they're not even on Facebook anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instagram Facebook is, is Facebook. Oh, yeah. 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 It's the same yeah. company. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah, but they don't even have an account. They're, they're on Instagram. It's, yeah. it's not it's not Snapchat because Nikki's aware of it, thus killing it. Like right. she's just just yeah. the, <laughs> you were you were you were too old. That was it. You were the old person that knew it. Yeah. As far as they yeah. now it's gone it's forever. Gone. Yeah. 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 I know. Hashtag demographics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, that but you know, and I don't want to. I don't want to go in this direction, but it's it's just a thought worth having that uh, that you know. A MySpace, uh, Vine, right? The other part of that is what technology do you invest in? That's the question. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I have a Twitter account, and my Twitter account's pretty automated. It just really just posts when I have shows coming up, and never have been active about it. But because go to Adult Summer Fest, you know, go to Everett, stand on the stage, and go, how many of you have Twitter accounts? And show one, two, three, seven. You know, well, probably not. I mean, it would be more than that. But whether or not they came to this concert because of a Twitter mm-hmm. uh, post, that's zero. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> They're there because of people yes. that they know. Yes, and absolutely. Whatever their method of social interaction is, mm-hmm. it could be that thing called the telephone, mm-hmm. you know, or, or just other. I think I have that app. I hosted a helped host a jazz series this winter and I mean we put out stuff a lot a lot a lot but really the biggest result came from directly like after all the inviting after all the posting really emailing people directly and say I'd Mm. love for you to come Mm -hmm. Um, and quite honestly that those were the people who came Mm -hmm. so it really yeah it really is finding the best way to to get people there. Well, yeah, we're competing against a lot as well, but mm-hmm. I don't, you know, sitting around whining about that doesn't matter. I think well, the the well, I'll just throw this in on here. You sure. say, invest your time in product, invest your mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. your art, mm-hmm. in what you do, <clears throat> and if there's a market for it, look for ways to market it. But mm-hmm. make stuff, make mm-hmm. good stuff. Mm-hmm. Is more important, I think. Well, yeah. even the product world of things in Dulcimer is going more tech savvy, like. Selling on USBs and right. putting it on the iPad and in it cute how she calls them USBs. That's what I call USBs. Well, you don't call them us, but <laughs> what do you call them? You mean like flash drives? Sure. Well, I think USBs is way cuter, and our USBs that we're selling have glittery sparkles all over them. So. Oh yeah, well there you go. Never mind. Aaron, um, I, I'm just stuck on the. Uh, I, I guess I've been saying it wrong. USBs. But, uh, USB. Um, but USB. <laughs> since we. Yeah, since we've been talking about relationships and and technology, um, I'm much more comfortable with technology than I am relationships. Well, you know, one of the things that I think is worth is worth mentioning here, um, because I feel like anytime we we talk about how the market is evolving and things going digital, there's the risk of sounding a little whiny. Uh, I know you're right, um, but uh, one of the things um, uh, I've know I've mentioned uh, one of uh, my biggest musical inspirations on here a lot, Chris Thiele. Um but in Punch Brothers, uh, he wrote an original song uh, talking about technology specifically, and he said that it was kind of inspired by uh, doing concerts and seeing people on their cell oh, phone. Their phones. Yeah. And he said, he said, you know, I'm sure that you know for some of them it's probably. 
the low part in the concert for them and they're just killing time on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But for some, it might be they're texting, you know, someone who they care about saying, hey, you know, like um, seeing seeing one of our favorite bands or, you know, something like that. Wish you could be here. And uh, um, and he, he said, I'm, I'm not saying the answer is to, you know, take our phones and check them all out to the sea. And he said, because a big part of being able to do this professionally depends on and have a family depends on technology. And mm-hmm. he said in the generation that came before him, he knew so many bluegrass musicians that would, that would be touring and they would say to their wives, I'll call you when we can find a pay phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, and now he said, I'm, I've got my phone in my pocket. I'm wondering if my wife just texted me a picture of our kid. And mm-hmm. like, I, I want to talk to her mm-hmm. as soon as I'm FaceTime. done with, yeah, yeah. you can yeah. FaceTime. Yeah. And, can face. and yeah. he said, so for him, he, this technology is an essential part to mm-hmm. functioning mm-hmm. as a full-time musician and mm-hmm. a husband and father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes it easier, and maybe it's making it easier. I don't know. I, it was nice when you could when albums were selling. <laughs> you know, there was an Those advantage. Days, yeah. Yeah. So that at least when you found that payphone, you could say, "Hey, honey, I made some money. Yeah. I, sold. <laughs> I sold fifty albums." <laughs> Now it's but like, but I don't know if I made enough to cover the cell phone bill. <laughs> Which is probably about $1,200 or truth. more a year. Easily, yeah. yeah. So tell me, um, each of you, tell me how, um, how do you get yourself away from work? When we know that work has to be fairly constant. I know I'm always thinking about class promotion, self-promotion, butch promotion, um, how do you, how do you as couples take yourself away from those things to have time together, quality time that does not involve that? What, what is your escape hatch? We found as a relationship, we don't need that. <laughs> well, she just right? laughed at it. <laughs> it's okay to think about work all the time. Is that what you're Oh, no. Hey, okay. hey, well, one day I was outside when Missy what called. What advice would you like to give to Dan right now? Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that in the silence you could still hear the needle scratch in in, yeah. in her head. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should have asked it directly to Dan. Yeah. I was kidding. No. I know yeah. you were. One day I was outside when Missy called, our daughter. Mm-hmm. And so Dan answered the phone and, he's, and she asked for me. And he said, well, I think your mom is outside anger gardening. <laughs> and she told me that later. I thought, that is a great word for that. That is funny. So that is your, that that's, is your, my, that's, your that's my stress relief. But how do you, as a couple, do that? Because that's important for it. For couples to have a something together that removes that's not music from that's not that's well not that's music. not work that, that that you enjoy We're together. Pretty good. We cut we shut it off every night. You shut it off every night. Yeah, we go to bed yeah, early. We go to bed early. We watch a series. We watch one series after another on HBO. Okay. We, we've, we've usually yeah. we're watching the Americans so. right now because of the Russian intrigue. Yeah, okay. that's really good. That's pretty really cool. Yeah. <laughs> So that's your escape. That's your together time. That's our that's downtime. Your, yeah. I still like this. Hi, I'm Angie. And I'm Nikki. And you're listening to the Anger Garden Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's <terrific. laughs> Oh, I got to figure out what do I do? You know, I don't... Dan and Aaron are in freaking Gebhardt's Woods. 
Yeah, I'm an actor, so I just anger monologue. So we're going to talk about roses. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? But kill I, will, this I will tell you, <laughs> not every day, but it's not unusual. Mm-hmm. My neighbors probably think I'm just a weirdo with a camera outside, but mm-hmm. I work for a while, and then I, if the sun is shining on something, there's always something beautiful. There's always light, and mm-hmm. I'm always entertained by that. And so I grab mm-hmm. a camera and I go mm-hmm. out and I look for something that's pretty. Yeah. We are so fortunate. We live on the best street. Yeah. Yeah. We do. We have toddlers mm-hmm. everywhere. So mm-hmm. all you have to do, I mean, we take, we take breaks just, all yeah. day too. You know, we work for mm-hmm. a couple hours and we go outside. Yeah. And usually there's a neighbor outside because most of the people on the street work from home. So somebody else is outside taking a walk or taking their dog out or there's a kid riding a bicycle. So you, you take a few minutes and take so. a break. But, also, but I also right. remember, I remember that too when I, when I, first lived with you guys it like you watch brian williams and that was the end of the day that was on a thing that turns people out he was have... vivid <laughs> no, that, that was called a television <laughs> we do have a quitting time in mine is earlier than dan's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well but but so well, i just I'll, turn everything off and say i'm done i want to address something you said though mm-hmm. this concept of of work and leisure time mm-hmm. is a little messed up because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. when I'm, I'm if I'm, they mix together. For yeah. instance, if you guys weren't here right now, I've, I've been working on a couple of things, mm-hmm. practice-wise, mm-hmm. hard, and mm-hmm. I'm pretty consistent. I practice almost every morning, mm-hmm. and I kind of do the same thing, and one thing kind of morphs into another. And if I find a way to make a dulcimer school mm-hmm. lesson out of it, I do it, mm-hmm. or turn it into something like the kind of hard stuff that Aaron and I are trying to work on. So, mm-hmm. doing that, but. I love it. Yeah. It's, there's a That's point at which yeah. it's not work. And so right. at the end of the day, yeah, right, right. at the end of the day, what I've done, now I will tell you, mm-hmm. we, we had our GTD podcast a couple of weeks ago, but you know, I have my list of things that are mandatories every day. You know, just, I've, I've got to clear my personal email. I've got to clear my Signal Mountain email. I've got to clear messenger messages. Mm-hmm. I've got to do my review for projects. that are. There's about seven or eight of them. Mm-hmm. And today, I didn't get them done until about, right before I took a shower, right before you guys came. <laughs> but I felt like I, but if I wanted to take a break this evening, mm-hmm. and you guys were not coming over, mm-hmm. I probably would have gone back and practiced right. what I practiced this morning again. Because sure. <clears throat> it doesn't feel like work. It's physically hard. Mm-hmm. I practice until my arms mm-hmm. are kind of sore, or, mm-hmm. you know, or my back's starting mm-hmm. to get tired. So you can only do so much of that. Yeah. But anyway, I just think that, you can't call it all work, but really, if you love it, it's the best work you can have. Well, and I and I think that, and I guess what I meant was really as because pe- personalities need different things in a in a relationship situation, you know, as far as just the bonding and and the quality time together, and that that's kind of what I meant. But it's also kind of a neat to hear what you do separately to do that too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. maybe not. I didn't mean as much leisure as I meant. Yeah. You know, quality time together and what you do for your relate to feed and nourish your relationship. Right. We also do other projects like work house projects. Well, and right. Things. And I've and always said so that the yeah. make everything better that they touch. It's well, like I a but I know that Angie's <laughs> aggravated with me right now because yeah. we're a little behind on where some of those projects would be. Okay. A little. So, <laughs> so I know that time together mm-hmm. for me with her mm-hmm. is putting is, up crown molding and, put, <laughs> yes. and going to Lowe's. Yes. 
That's, see, that's, that's see, I drug him to Lowe's just that awesome. yesterday. See? So what about you guys? What see is, how what romantic is, I am? You're like, you want to go on a date? Let's go to Lowe's. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so you, guys, you, you guys date night at Lowe's or the more Toys R Us? What is your balance of how do you nourish your relationship? You know what I mean? With Indian food. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. See, okay. It's a curry. It's a curry-based relationship. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you curry favor? I see. Oh. Yeah, I want you to answer this. Oh, for yeah. I was gonna say that to you. I want you to answer this. I think both of you. <laughs> okay. They're cute and giggling right now. Mm-hmm. Well, the Indian food—that's that's a good start. Um, so Aaron's really getting into so cooking, this is a test. <laughs> which I love because I hate cooking, as Angie knows very well. I do not like to cook at all. I will bring crackers to the book club, <laughs> crackers and wine. Um, but yeah, uh, so I got him an Indian cookbook for was it your birthday that I got that for? It was your birthday. I think it was Christmas. Christmas, but it's okay. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um, but yeah, we've been enjoying that. It's a, nice. an easy cooking. Well, I don't know if anything's easy in Indian cooking, but this took Takes three time. hours yeah. for us to try the first recipe that should only take about 20 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah that, was, that was fun. And I, I think that's something that we're getting into. Great. Yeah, the first the first time we tried cooking together, there there were tears. There were tears. Uh, there were burn marks. <laughs> there were burn marks. Yeah, yeah. boiling water yeah. and there was yeah. making cheese. It takes but, time. Just, <laughs> first time we did a concert together, I think there were tears too. No, no, even no. though like, also the cooking, I remember doing this. Well, when we, we, the first know, times we cooked, like like Dan was really saying, there is a there is a thing about. Um, uh, you know, separating the the work versus leisure. Um, one of the one of the things that I really enjoy on our on our walks is that we're bouncing ideas off of each other in our different fields. Mm-hmm. That's what I was gonna Whether, say. Like I get home from work and we almost immediately go for a walk, or we might wait, you know, for like half hour or something. But then we go for a walk, and that's when we kind of debrief our day. And he tells me you know, what has he been working on, and I tell him about my day at the school and. Here are my photography ideas, and here, you know, here's his dulcimer ideas, and that's what you're saying. We bounce it's, ideas off each other. I'm literally getting teared up right now, and I'm not yeah. kidding you. <laughs> so sweet to hear. Oh, it's you should good. see the walks. The lighting is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I see them in like Nicole photography colors. What, what, what do you mean by walk? Yeah, what is what is Wait, wait, without a without a destination? Yeah. No, well. You're not going to no, the car? I'm talking about the hand, the walk. <laughs> Andy said this is, this is the best street, and it's so it true. Is. I love yeah. walking around this neighborhood, and I yeah. feel so fortunate to live in a, a nice, quiet, safe um, street and neighborhood. And if there's a car going by, I'm like, what's happening? Is there, what did he say? Is an event happening down the street? Or? Yeah. Like, if we, no, if we see two cars, we're like, is there, is there something going on? Down hey, Mrs. Simpson bought milk. Yeah. <laughs> 
Wow! Yeah. <laughs> and there are fireflies here, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I love Morna Watson. Oh, I, I didn't grow up with that in Florida. I didn't either. I grew up in Oregon. We don't have fireflies. I've never seen them. See, I live downtown, so for me to walk, it's just like, no, I don't have any change. No, sorry. Sorry, I don't have any money. That's just like street performing. I have literally, I have literally had homeless people give me money street performing. I swear to God, they're just like, you you need this more than me, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I'll save you a spot. Looks yeah. like you know how to pack a cart. <laughs> You're halfway there. <laughs> All right. Hey, we've been doing this for an hour, and that's more than we should have done, probably. <laughs> On this narcissistic. Once you edit out all the yawny stuff, that'll get so, shorter. Yeah. <laughs> so, thank you guys for being. Well, thank you to, for inviting us. Thank uh, you. Thanks, no, to Andy, no, for dinner. Was, no, I was thanking partners uh, with people who are making it up as we go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that. it's it's scary. I mean, and we're scared too, honestly. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I mean, because oh yeah, yeah, totally, <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, I think yeah. we would all say. I mean, I think Angie and Nicole and I would all say we want we want to make it less scary for you. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say you're scared for us. Well, we have, <laughs> and, and, and toward that effort, we, we do want to make it less scary for you. And I, I think all of our hearts really are and just want to support you and love you the best that we can so that you can flourish at what you do, which is so amazing, honestly. That's so nice. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. Right? It's yeah. true, though. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, as long as you're saying nice stuff, I want to keep going. Because <laughs> <laughs> as soon as we hang up, guys, we're... Woo! <laughs> as soon as we hang up. Hang up? <laughs> when I push the space bar, we're done. Really? Mm. All right, so... In like... So there you've had it. Now you've met our spouses. You're you, welcome. You were looking at Angie when you said that. I didn't mean that. As soon as I push the space bar. (laughs) I'm speaking to the listeners, both of them that are still with us. (laughs) And all the comments are going to say, no, 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 we just wanted to hear from this one. (laughs) (laughs) You still managed to not make that happen. Well, that's going to be on Angie. Anger gardening. Me too. That is funny and great. I'm so on that. Goodbye, y'all.